Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Unlimited. Today, we are continuing our money conversation with my friend Erica Tebbins, who is a marketing strategist and sales coach for ethical entrepreneurs who want to increase their impact and income without complex sales systems, sleazy sales tactics, or battling burnout. With 15 years experience running successful businesses, from solo operations to multi-million dollar retail teams, she knows there's no one perfect way to operate, only one that's perfectly aligned with your strengths, values, and vision. She firmly believes in the power of authentic, relation-based sales and marketing to empower entrepreneurs to grow their businesses sustainably and with more satisfaction. And she's passionate about helping women and gender-expansive business owners grow their revenue with more ease because money makes change happen in the world. You can learn more from her each week on her podcast, Sell It Sister. As you can probably tell from her bio, Erica and I are totally resonant and we had such fun with this conversation, really digging into taking action as an ethical entrepreneur, learning and living in your values, continuously doing better, creating sustainable systems that are aligned with you and experimenting and becoming resilient and of course, making money. There's so much in here. I know you're going to love it. Before we dive in, a reminder that at the end of this month on the 30th of April is the Life Visioning Workshop, where you will have the space to reconnect to you and set the foundations that allow you to make aligned decisions more easily, honor your values, and achieve your goals, not just the ones in the future, but the ones in the present for how you experience life, which allow you to be intentional with your time and feel focused and confident and motivated and be able to clearly and purposefully engage your life. I know a lot of us have been functioning out of survival mode, which is completely understandable. So this is a chance to reset and refocus. What we're going to do in this workshop is center and clear your head, design a holistic and actionable vision for yourself. You'll get personalized coaching support from me and be able to connect with other inspiring folks. So if that's of interest, there's a link in the show notes. Be sure to check it out and sign up while there are still spots available. And now without further ado, let's dive into the podcast. Hey there, I'm Valerie Friedlander, Certified Life Business Alignment Coach, and this is Unlimited. This podcast bridges the individual and the societal, scientific and spiritual, positive and negative, nerdy and no, there's just a lot of nerdy. (laughs) Come on board and let's unlock a life that's as badass as you are. Welcome, Erica. I'm so excited to have you on the Unlimited podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. Yay. Before we get started, I'd love for you to share with the audience a little bit about you in your own words. 
Yeah. So the the brief synopsis of me is that I am a sales and marketing strategist for ethical entrepreneurs who want to increase their income and their impact without complex systems, sleazy sales tactics, or battling burnout. <laughs> that I, is who I am and what I do and who I serve. <laughs> I love it. And, and that's exactly why I asked you to be on because I'm focusing right now a lot on money and there's so many things around money you know in this season in this tax season right like mm-hmm. <laughs> around people's stories about money but not just individual stories about money because we all have our individual stories but also our social stories about money which influence our individual stories about money and then how we show up to those and how consciously we're engaging and I feel like ethical entrepreneurship is is not like you can't say I'm an ethical entrepreneur. It's more like like allyship is a verb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like ethical entrepreneurship is a verb. It takes constant work and we're constantly being invited right now to look further and deeper and engage more. And I am curious, like when you say ethical entrepreneurship, what does that look like to you? Yeah, I love how you mentioned allyship. And I also kind of equate it to like, you know, the idea of like, like love is a verb, like it's like in, it's like action that you take, not just like words. So for me, I kind of live and breathe by the Alice Paul quote, the deeds, not words who she was a suffragist, American suffragist, because I really feel like words are great, right? Like it's important to have conversations. It's important to listen and hear each other and, you know, uh, speeches like inspire action. But at the end of the day, action is what is what changes things, not just talking about it. It's like the doing of it. So I think for me, what it means to be an ethical entrepreneur is to constantly be in this uh, like evolution of checking in with um, what we are doing and how that is impacting people and learning new things and living in our values. And it's just, it's all of that. There's no, like, like you said, like there's no final kind of final destination where you're like, oh, I've checked the box. I'm an ethical entrepreneur. I feel like there are always layers to that onion that we are uncovering where we're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that that was something that might cause harm or might be exploitative or might be manipulative or whatever. Like, because these things are so normalized, they're so common that it's easy to think like, well, I don't know. It seems like everyone is doing that. So I guess I should just be doing it. So it's, it's being curious and checking in. And then when you realize something maybe isn't great is, you know, taking that action so that you can keep influencing uh, people in a more positive way with your work. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many levels to that, like, because I came from corporate and you had this set of rules and that's a lot of what I learned in life generally was like, okay, you do X, Y, Z, and then you're successful. And then coming into a new space and going, okay, so where are the rules? How do I play? Mm-hmm. And not realizing that actually, oh, you get to, you get to make your own rules. Like that's kind of scary to mm-hmm. step into like, but what if I make the wrong rules? 
what is that? What does that even mean? And I love some of the things that you talk about of like how you create your own rules, especially when it comes to being an entrepreneur. And a critical component of that is is making money. If you're a business, you need to mm-hmm. make money. So, what does that look like when you work with somebody around creating their own rules about? doing business and creating a business that allows evolution to happen. Yeah. So I think for me, it's really important for us to understand like who we are and what we want out of our businesses and like what we want for ourselves and what are our natural strengths and, you know, our like energetic capacities, like all of those things, just kind of putting them all out there. And then creating systems that work for us that are sustainable when it comes to sales and marketing. So somebody who has tons of time and uh, like lots of energy and really like showing up and they, they love being visible, like, and are just like, okay, I'm going to, you know, maybe for them having a YouTube channel is like a really great content outlet for them because they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I, I actually like, I love being on video. It feels super comfortable. I love talking. I would love to like do the editing myself or I totally have the means to outsource it to an editor. Like for that person, having a YouTube channel is really, really, really awesome. Like maybe they're not going to love every minute, but generally they're going to be able to like sustain that cadence. And then for somebody else, it might be like, okay, that's literally the last thing that I want to do. Like the idea of having a YouTube channel sounds dreadful and I'm never going to prioritize making time for it because I don't even want to do it. And I think what is hard is we often see like, we know that there are people who have successful YouTube channels. We know they're, you know, same thing with podcasts or same thing with they're on TikTok or they're on Clubhouse or whatever, you know, if somebody's listening to this in five years, there's probably going to be like a different thing that has been invented at that point in time that is is like all the rage. But it's really figuring out like people have had successful businesses before the internet was even a thing. And I think one of the things, it's funny, I used to view this as a deficit and I now in the last year, I realized it's a strength is I came from running a a background of running businesses that were not online businesses. And I used to think like, oh my gosh, like how can I coach and strategize with people who are online business owners? Like, especially when I was newer on to my current business, I was like, well, I don't have the online experience, whatever. So I I'm at a huge deficit here. Now that I've I'm in my fourth year, that has really changed because I do have a lot of online experience. But the offline experience gave me an opportunity to get really good at traditional marketing and sales methods. So I think looping it back into like these rules is. When I went online, I was like, okay, yeah, what what are the rules? Like, how do I know how to get clients in real life? Like, how do I get clients in an online space? How do you even do that? What are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to like set up just like literally everything? It felt like everything was a question. And so, yeah, it was just, it was through that, it was like recognizing, like, oh, wait, if I just go back to what I know to be true and I check in with what feels good for me 
And I honor that what is working for somebody else might be great for them, but not, it's not necessarily going to be great for me that that's okay. Like I don't need to duplicate everything I see other people doing because it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be something that I can sustain. Maybe I could do it for like a month, but if we're talking long-term, like I just, yeah, I just don't know if I could keep it up. And if I can't keep it up, I'm not going to be consistent. And if I'm not consistent, I'm not going to get the results. So it's kind of like, why bother? Yeah. There are key words in there that jumped out to me around the sustainability, because, Mm -hmm. you know, when we think about anything, if it's not sustainable, and I always look at, you know, is it financially sustainable? Is it energetically sustainable? And is it environmentally sustainable, which is another part of that being aware and being responsible to the world around us, not just our own selves, but that idea of they're all intertwined, like money, time are all energy. Like if we Mm -hmm. deplete our energy, neither of those that we can't produce in those spaces. And so the idea of it being like a month, maybe I could do this for a month. That sounds like it could be a great experiment. Like, well, I don't know how I would do with this. So let me take a month and Mm -hmm. try it out and see what happens. Not like everything like rests upon this and it's all yes or nothing. Right. And I've heard you talk about that too, of like, well, you know, find something small instead of making it this huge, big thing that like your business is reliant upon this giant course that you've built instead start small and see what that looks like to build upon. Yeah. So like, I feel like a great differential would be like with clubhouse, right? So let's say you're like, okay, it's new. I really like talking. I love conversation. Like I love all of that. Awesome. I'm going to try it for a month. Like I'm going to line up maybe once a week, a clubhouse room with other people on a topic and we're going to plan it. We're going to do it together. I'm just going to see how I feel at the end of the month. Like, did I like it? Did I not? Did it actually do anything for my business? Did it not, you know, really just analyze it and then decide, okay, am I going to do it for another month or, you know, three months or am I just going to drop it completely? Totally, totally fine. But I feel like, yeah, often what happens is people either try to do too many things in the month. They're like, okay, I'm going to do Clubhouse and I'm going to start making reels and I'm going to repurpose, you know, like I'm going to be on TikTok, but then I'm going to repurpose them for reels and I'm going to try to, you know, create a new opt in and I'm going to, you know, and it's like all of this stuff in one month because they're, there tends to be this very like frantic energy. Like when we're not getting the business we want, it's like, I have to just throw everything at it. And if I don't do that, you know, nothing's going to stick. But the problem is, is like, then your focus is on so many places. And so it's better to see, you know, what is working, what feels good, stick with that. And then gradually add in those other, those other things. And like, it's hard. I literally just before this, I was fully mapping out like the next few months and things. And it's like, I would like it to all be done by this Friday. I would love it. I would love all the like, you know, random CTAs on my blog to be cohesive and updated. Cause right now they like go to stuff that doesn't even exist anymore, which I only recently noticed. I would love my new opt-in to be done. Like I would love all of it to be done, Yeah, but like it, it can't, that's just the impossibility. Right. And so it's better to focus on the one thing and get really, really, really like 
comfortable with that and actually see if any results are coming from it or if it even feels really good. Because the other thing is, is even if results are coming from something, if you hate having to do it, then it's still like, it's still stealing your piece and it's not worth it. And it's better to see if there's an alternative that would actually fit you better. Yeah. Yeah. I'll look at how do you want to show up to life, which ties to your strengths and like the way you engage the world. How do you want to experience life, which is like that, that lifestyle that like, what does sustainable look like in your life? Mm -hmm. And what impact do you want to make? in the Mm -hmm. world. So like essentially why this business, why are you doing the thing that you're doing? And a lot of times people are like, well, I want to support my family. Well, that's more about like the lifestyle part, like Mm -hmm. what, why this to support your family, like bigger picture. And I, I see that as very much tying into not just what you said about sustainability, like Mm -hmm. how do you, who do you want to be in the world? But also that idea of being an ethical entrepreneur, what difference are you trying to make? And I'm curious within that, when you're working with somebody creating something sustainable, but also being ethical, one of the things you've talked a lot about that I've loved hearing is how you use your business, not just in the work that it does to Mm -hmm. support women, but also in the ability to use the the financial resources and what you're creating to make a, a bigger impact. Like there's a multiple levels of impact that you look at when you're looking at business mm-hmm. and what you're creating. What does that look like when you're when you're working with somebody and you're helping them make the make their business work, but also support the desire to be ethical in their entrepreneurship? Yeah. So something that has come up actually with a few clients recently has been around pricing and making more money. And this is so, so, so incredibly common because usually the people that I work with, and I know the people you work with are like, they're good hearted people. They want to leave the world a better place than they found it. And they want to help, they like truly want to help people with their work. So often it comes up in terms of feeling like, well, I have to keep my prices as low as possible to make it accessible. And I love to think about like impact as like Trudy LeBron says, there's like, the primary impact of your work, and then like the secondary impact of your work. So I view that as like, you know, your sort of direct impact and then sort of this ripple effect that your work gets to do. So the conversation that has come up is like, okay, if it's direct work that is taking our time, whether it's it's done for you or whether it's coaching calls or whatever, but our personal time, we could offer that for a dollar an hour if we wanted to. But at the end of the day, if you take out the time that we're sleeping and eating and caring for our loved ones, we would still reach a cap, right? So let's just say we had 12 usable client hours then. You're still, if you're offering something for a dollar an hour, like you still are going to have a natural cap. There's always going to be a limit on what you can physically do, right? Because what if a hundred people bought coaching spots with you or bought, you know, copy sessions with you or whatever, you will only actually be able to serve so many. So 
the important thing to remember is that in being ethical, it's really important to think of ourselves in this way of like, okay, if we if we want to create a culture within entrepreneurship that really honors other people, right? If we are going to be the same people who are like these people who say you should find an overseas VA for $4 an hour or exploiting them and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, like if we are rallying against those problematic behaviors, we also need to be mindful that we aren't inadvertently doing the same thing to ourselves because eventually, like if you could imagine if you were doing dollar an hour work or even $50 an hour work and you were back to back to back to back slammed, you will reach a level of capacity and exhaustion where you will be no good to anyone. You will be no good to your clients, to yourself, to your loved ones, to your community, to any of it. And so it really starts with finding what is going to work for us. And and again, you know, obviously within the context of like, we shouldn't also artificially put these giant price tags on work that doesn't deliver that like level of result. But usually that is not the case. Usually what is happening with my clients is they are massively over delivering and frequently undercharging. And so there has to be some balance there for ourselves because when we are compensated financially, energetically, all of it for the work that it does feel weird because it generally comes really easy to us and it doesn't feel like work. And that's a whole like capitalism equals hard work conversation there. But then we have time, money, and energy for the secondary impacts. So what I mean by that is we have time and we have the ability to put out really good, generous, free content. We have the ability to hire help in our businesses that is also paid a a fair and equitable wage, a really good wage, and give somebody else the opportunity to be paid well for good work that they're doing. And it leaves us with extra that we can use to give freely to people and causes that we care about. But you cannot do that if you are not making enough money, right? If you are only ever showing up and just giving, giving, giving tons of content, you're spending tons of time producing content, but you're never actually like converting anyone to work with you or at a rate that you can sustain, then you will not have extra. You won't have extra time, money, or energy to give because you will be in this like hustle and grind mentality that really ultimately serves nobody. Yeah. Well, it it reminds me a lot of that when this happens, then I will kind of mentality, like, or then I'll be. And one of the things that will often come up around the money mindset stuff with my clients is so often we see in this online space, like this uh, money being held up as credibility. And that very Mm -hmm. much plays into that capitalist mentality of like this having money equals my worth. Equals my mm-hmm. value. Like if you aren't making tons of money, that you know excessive amounts of money, then you must not be very good at what you do. Kind of mm-hmm. thinking of like that. That really creates this questioning 
that happens for people who are starting out or maybe aren't where they thought they would be or whatever this like thinking. And we talked a lot about like the idea of money equals sustainability, which is what I was hearing in what you're saying of like, it's, it's like an ecosystem, a financial Mm -hmm. ecosystem of like, what am I doing to be sustainable for myself and support the ecosystem that I exist in, in its sustainability based on the values that I hold in people and being loving in the world for the people that are around me. Yeah. And I feel like it's really important to note, going back to just like the pricing and stuff, like we can't be all things to all people all of the time. And I love the idea. And I don't even know if it can be like traced back to one person to credit in particular, but the idea of like your paid work funds, your free work, like you will always, uh, you, you will need to have that in like built in, in order to be able to, for the people who truly cannot like afford whatever it is that you have, be able to, they can still benefit from you, but you, but yeah, like the, the money piece has to be there for it to be sustainable. And I think too, I love that you mentioned like the not having uh, on the reverse, not needing to have gobs and gobs and gobs of excess in order to have a really impactful business. Because I know that like, it can be really hard. I feel like when you see people who are like, oh, you know, they're multiple six-figure earners, they're seven-figure earners, they're eight-figure earners. And when all you want is like, I would really just love to make $5,000 a month, like consistently, it can feel like, is there something wrong with me that I don't want that? Or is there something wrong with me that I'm not there yet? Or why do I not have like a wait list of clients? Like I think a lot of times in the online space, stuff gets really, it's like very like hyperbolic in how marketing is out there because you know, like hyperbole sells. Like if you can, if you can lead someone to believe that they are going to do this one, you know, quote unquote secret thing, and then they're literally going to be enrolling like a client a week, it's, it's just less likely. Like it's just really less. It's, it's not, it's not a super, super likely thing unless there are very specific conditions just right and all working together all the time. And that can that can take a while to build up to and it's also no guarantee. Like even people who use paid ads and stuff and have had a lot of success with paid ads when there was the last presidential election, Facebook changed a bunch of stuff with paid ads and so people who historically were having like really great like passive income funnels all of a sudden we're now got a little bit screwed because things changed for a window of time that they really had no, they had no control over it. Right. So I just, I feel like there is, um, what I really like is sort of showcasing that like, yes, all of these various ways of having success are possible, but there's also no one magical best way And also like 
you can want what you want and be unapologetic. Like whether that is seven figures or whether that's literally like, I just want to replace my corporate job and work fewer hours and be more present in my own life. Like both are entirely valid. I just, I think that like the latter of the two is so less sexy that far fewer people are creating anything that is like widely well-known for those people. Because like, really, I feel like that $10,000 a month metric is so, it's so skewed based, based on like a lot of different things, because depending on what your financial scenario is like $10,000 literally might not even be enough to cover your basics. Having that, that benchmark or not having it really says nothing about like the worthiness of who you are or your talents and what you do. It's really just a number and a lot can be done in very simple ways to get you closer to that number. If that is what you desire. I love. So if, if anyone listening is not following Erica on Instagram, please <laughs> make sure you, after this, you go follow her on Instagram. Cause I love your rants. <laughs> like you, <laughs> you will hop on there and, and call out some of these dynamics and it's just brilliant. And I'm pretty sure I remember one not too long ago where you were talking about the whole, like how a lot of these, and I don't just want to say influencers, it's more of this dynamic that happens in the online space of gaslighting people who want something simple, who aren't looking for something large and, and shine like flashy. Mm-hmm. Shiny is a whole nother thing. I like shiny. <laughs> Give me all the shiny, but like it's, it's not like you know flashy that it, you know like oh I'm making six figures and I mean I just want to make sure that I'm I'm doing what I'm here to do in the world. Like mm-hmm. when I'm doing that work, I am providing quality work with what I'm doing in the world, and that I'm supporting the people that I I care about and the causes that I care about that I'm able to contribute. And if it's only like when I'm this, then I will. Oftentimes it just doesn't happen. Like it just, it never achieve that. You're con you, you train your brain to chase something. And so you will Mm -hmm. always be chasing something. There will never be enough because you haven't defined what enough is. And when somebody else defines it for you and you buy into that of what that is, or even if they didn't actually define it, they just said, this is the only way to be successful. And you're like, oh, well, I guess this is the only way to be successful. Then you'll do the thing. And it's it's very fear-based. It's like really mm-hmm. playing on those fears. Then that that's actually, even with all of my training, it's exactly what happened to me when I entered the online space. It was like, I need to do this right so mm-hmm. that everything doesn't fall apart. And I only have so much time and so much money. And so I need to make sure I get it right. And I hired somebody to tell me the right, the right way. Mm-hmm. They were like, I have the right way. I have the way to do this, to be successful. And I was like, okay, I'm in, show me how to be successful. <laughs> and I had no clue. No, it didn't go through any of that. And um, after a year, and a lot of money and a lot of time, I looked around and I went, wait a second. Uh, all right. I'm not where I wanted to be. I only have so much time and so much money to, to get it together now that, wait a second. I said this a year ago. Time has yeah. passed. Money has, has definitely been spent. So while I have less money and I have spent time, 
Um, if it wasn't true a year ago, which clearly it wasn't, mm-hmm. uh, there's a story here that I'm saying it now. Mm-hmm. And, and that like gave me a lot of pause around exactly what you're talking about of like, what is, what is success? What does it look like to be sustainable? And actually building from that place of, of self-possession Mm-hmm. Is, that's that's kind of like the word that's coming to me is like be self if you're a self-possessed then you're not looking for something external to you to make you okay and thus make you able to make money yeah yeah and uh that's such an excellent point and i really i think that i mean listen like we're we're all we are all still currently susceptible because at the end of the day like you know we are human animals and our brains work very well to do some very specific things, which is, you know, keep us safe and Mm -hmm. keep us small. And, you know, all these survival with the herd, stay with the herd, be stay with the herd. Rejection is, you know, it's a death sentence. So yeah. yeah, all like all of that. And so, you know, it's really, and there is a lot of things in marketing that, are meant to make you kind of question your, like your inner truth so that you are like, oh, maybe I do need this thing, right? Like, so it it can be really hard, especially when the people around you are like, oh my gosh, like I love this thing or I love this program or I got so much value from it or, oh, I'm joining this or I'm investing in this or, you know, whatever, whatever the, the thing is, or you read testimonials and you're like, okay, well, it might, it must just be true. Then it must mean if all of these people have had success, like then it, it must just be destiny that I will as well. But again, like going back to the experiment, like the conditions for those people could have been such that it was working more in their favor. Like, which isn't to say that like all of our testimonials are BS or any, like, obviously like we, you know, we get people good results and stuff, but I feel like it's, you know, especially when it comes to really like the large scale, the big, big, big launches that we see that have had, you know, thousands of people go through these programs is like, you're only off, you're only getting like the best results, you know, showcased to you. And so when we, you know, join, when we spend the money, when we spend the time and then something feels off for us, even if the program itself is totally fine, it's just not the right thing for us. It can be really hard because we're like, well, aren't I supposed to want to follow this? Like, isn't this supposed to be the best way? It's worked for all of these other people. So shouldn't I just suck it up and like, do it? Am I like, are, you know, are these limiting beliefs or these upper limit? What I, you know, it's, and, um, and it's really hard. Like, and, and I will say my biggest struggle constantly, constantly asking, is this my intuition or is this just conditioning? Um, is this what I think I should, or is this my internal voice? Because I think that we are so conditioned to not listen to our intuition that it becomes detrimentally difficult to be able to to discern the two voices. And 
because our intuition is like often leading us away from the status quo, from the herd, it's like our whole body is like, this is dangerous. What you're doing is dangerous and it will not, and it will not work. Um, I am just an incredibly stubborn person who is like, yeah, but I want to see if I can do it my own way. And if it, and if it works, and I can say that like at this point, after being in tons of businesses for years and years and years that like, yeah, I found a way that I can make an income that I feel really proud about. I generally never work more than 25 hours a week by choice. Like that feels really, really good. And still I am at no perfect peak of the mountain. Like there is, are still like doubts and questions and wantings and wonder, you know, there's like still all of, there's still all of that. And the, like what you said about like, when you get there, I'll be happy. I feel like the most common one is when I get to six figures, I will be happy. And I can unequivocally say that money can make your life a lot more comfortable. It can, it can give you options. Like it's, you know, there's, it can definitely do a lot of good, but in terms of true happiness, no. Because all that happens is the goalpost just keeps moving down the field. And, and then, I can, I can, yeah, for sure, just because I've worked with enough people who are making that level of income, whether it's as an entrepreneur or in corporate. And that is absolutely the case because it's not just that. Like, we're not just. Money, like our society often like kind of makes it all about money and it's not. There are so many other dynamics that play in that have nothing to do with money. I mean, there's mm-hmm. like their relationships within them, but ultimately it's, it's not like, that's not the thing exactly what, you know? Yeah. Um, and what you were saying, one of the things that you were talking about just now, and, and it's something that comes up for me a lot when it comes to marketing, is there are so many dynamics of codependency that I see. Normally, for me, it's that idea of getting into other people's heads and trying to like play a chess. Mm-hmm. If I do this, then they'll do this. And then if I do this, then they'll do this. And as someone who's done a whole lot of work deprogramming codependency in my life. That is like super triggering. I'm like, "Mm -mm. nope, nope. We're not, we are not doing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But there was another piece kind of going back to that gaslighting of like self-doubt that comes in of like, if you're not responding to this, then what am I doing wrong? Or if this doesn't work for me, then something must be wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not what that, re- that's not what the message is. That might seem like the surface message, but you need to go a little bit deeper there because there's, that's not what it is. And is it, is it your, I tend to differentiate the gut, like that survival mode yeah. gut response of like, bad things, bad things, red alert, danger is here. And the intuition that's like that spiritual center of like, no, yeah. I'm I'm meant for, like, I'm called into something different, which is scary, but that's what I'm called to do. And it, like, the idea of having faith, whether you're someone, you know, what, however you define that, of like, that, yeah, that 
self-possession and that knowing that you're connected to something bigger, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. however you envision that to be. Yeah, because I think I think it's very much this thing of like, well, I have figured out how to do it this exact way, like this very specific formulaic way. And I'm teaching it to you in this program. And, you know, it's made me like I'm just speaking hypotheticals here, like, you know, it's made me millions of dollars. It's made other people millions of dollars. So if, if you want to make millions of dollars, you should just suck it up and do it. And like, I feel like that's often, you know, it's, it's sort of like, if you have an issue with this or you don't want to do it this way, or you're questioning it, it's sort of like, well, who are, you know, if you're, if you're just a six figure earner and you want to be a seven figure earner, then like, you don't know better than, than me. Why are you questioning it? You're not, if, if you knew how to do it, you would already be here and you wouldn't need me. So just, just do it. Right. I feel like that's Mm. kind of, you know, and and that's just like one example. I feel like there's a lot of different ways. Like if it's somebody teaching, you know, webinars or something like that and you're like, okay, but I kind of don't like the flow of the, of like this, these slides. Like I don't, this doesn't feel natural. This doesn't feel like how I would talk or how I would relay information to people. And then if the person is like, yeah, but this is work. Like it's, it's made me X amount of dollars. It's made clients X amount of dollars. Like, why are you questioning it? I think that that is, I think that every time that we feel that, because like just in life, we've been conditioned to not trust ourselves. Um, and like, uh, you know, I feel like school does a really good example of like, um, follow the rules. Yeah. You fall, there's a rubric and you follow it. And when you follow it, you get an A. And if you don't, you get a D or an F or, you know, somewhere in between. And like, it's very clear. And like you were saying at the beginning, there are no real like rules that you can follow. And so it feels like you're just floating in limbo. And when, yeah, when you're, when your intuition is like, yeah, but this doesn't seem like you and the person who is selling it to you is like, well, I don't know, like suck it up. It's made a lot of people money. Just trust do the it. process. Yeah. Trust the Instead process. Of trust your own process. That, that drives me crazy of like, just trust the processes and trust my process. Well, what about yeah. trusting your own process? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I feel like it just erodes. It's, it's sort of like, it reminds us, it's like, it puts us back in, you know, fifth grade and our teacher being like, can you just stop questioning? Like, stop questioning. Just do the assignment, right? Like, it's like me being in high school, being like, legitimately, why do I have to take like trigonometry? I already know there's literally no, if I ever am in a, a position in the future where I need this for my career, God help whoever is paying my salary because they're not getting qual- like they, they, it will not be good. I will, I will destroy their business because (laughs) like yours, like math, like, no, it's not, it's not even a thing. So I was like, just, you know, why do I have to waste my time? I I will, I'm happy to do work. I'm happy to do work that inspires me that I find interesting, but like trigonometry ain't it, but it was always just sort of like, just shut up. It's part of what you have to do. Just do it. And that always really like rubbed me the wrong way. And so I think it's just it's really hard because the alternative, like my approach is not as lucrative to me 
mm-hmm. as it could be, but it feels in integrity with how I am because, and, and that is hard. And there have definitely been like times where I'm like, you know, it would be easy enough to just justify doing it a different way that doesn't feel in integrity because so many people are doing it. But like, could I actually feel good about how I came by that money if I did it that way? And if the answer is no, like, right. Or just like you were saying, like that, if you're not in integrity, it's not going to be sustainable. You're going to burn yourself out because you're fighting yourself to do it. Yeah. Because you're, you're like, yeah, like your soul voice is going to be like, no, it's going to be screaming. And eventually you will maybe not physically burn out, but you will mentally and emotionally burn out from whatever it is. And yeah, so I think it's just, I don't know. I think it's really, it's really, really important. I feel to be honest with people, to give them agency, to, you know, set them up for success early. And also to like, I'm very, I'm very clear with my clients. Like you never have to do anything I tell you to do. This is not mandatory and you get a say in it. Like we don't, it's not just me creating a plan and giving it to you and then demanding that you do it. It's co-creating a plan that you're going to feel good about because if you feel good about it, you'll do it. And when you do it, you'll, that is when you get the results. Well, and, and you probably like, I have clients who make way more than I do because of the kind of what they do and and what's important to them and the way they want to work in the world. Like, it's just, yeah, it's not like we, we create this ladder mentality around, Mm -hmm. you know, because somebody's making more money, therefore they're above me and they know more and I should listen to them because we have this tendency, like you were saying, we're trained at a young age to listen to the authority figure and whoever is wearing that hat of the authority figure. Well, what would it take for you to put on your own hat of authority of your life? Like in mm-hmm. a business, it's yours. What would it take for you to be the authority? And what you were saying about like, it feels really uncomfortable to step outside of that herd and, and do that. I think it highlights the reason why it's so important to have support and a support team to be behind you and be with you, even though they're not necessarily doing the same thing and on the same exact pathway, like some of these, you know, these systems follow the system, but like that they're also doing that work too. And I know um, I could talk to you all day. So we're coming near the end. And I know you have some great programs where you bring together people and you also help them create repeatable processes for themselves. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a, I have an intensive, uh, program that is, uh, it's two parts to it. It's called rad clients on repeat. So it's a 90 minute intensive experience experience. If I could talk, oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, that is where, where we meet up and I look at, you know, your, your business and an offer that you want to be enrolling more people into and figure out a sustainable streamlined marketing plan that is going to work for you. That is meant for 90 days. Cause again, remember, like it's about, we need to kind of 
see over a period of time what is actually working. And, but then it's, so it's not just you get the plan, you have the plan, like good luck to you. (laughs) You're on your own, but it is that support you just mentioned. So it's 90 days of support on the back end that will help you as you start to implement the plan. And there's always ways, like as you get the plan down and you're doing it and everything, and you're making more money, if you want to then outsource parts of the plan, you absolutely can. And I'm all for leveraging the talents and time of other people who you can bring on to support you as well. But at least you will then be able to know like, what is working? What is not working? You know, what do you want to keep doing? What do you want to get rid of? And then reassessing, okay, what of those things can you keep doing, but doesn't necessarily require you to be the one to do all of it. Cause there's nothing that says like forever in a day, like, even though I love marketing and talking about marketing, I don't even do 100% of all of my own marketing. There are things that I outsource, but I feel like it's important to be empowered around why you're doing the things that you're doing so that you're not always at the mercy of the next TikTok or clubhouse or whatever trend comes along and you feel like that you need to jump on the bandwagon or you're going to be left behind. So again, it's called Rad Clients on Repeat. If you go to radclients.com, you can learn all about it. And there is an application because also like to practice what I preach, uh, I want to also make sure that the clients who enroll in that are a right fit. So I will make sure if you have the greatest chance of success, then I will say yes, and it's all good. And if I really don't feel like it's maybe the right thing for you yet, then I have other alternatives as well. So yeah. Awesome. I love it. Well, we'll have a link in the show notes for anyone who wants to check that out. And um, before we wrap up, I have two questions I like to ask my guests. The first is, what does it mean to you to be unlimited? I feel like to me, unlimited means constantly checking in with beliefs and ideas that have been put on me as to my own limitations And then asking, is that really true? And do I want to do something different instead? So it's essentially like, you know, what is the status quo? And do I need to limit myself just to that? Or can I find a different way of being in the world that serves me and other people better? Awesome. And the other question is when you want to feel unlimited and and take off those limits, what song do you like to listen to? Uh, Yeah. So it's always Beyonce's freedom from the homecoming live at Coachella. Like if I just, if I need uh, a boost, uh, it'll be that or a song that I crank to like 11 whenever I listen to it is Dolly Parton's Seven Bridges Road. Like I will just so loud, I will put that on and it gets me going every time. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here, Erica. I've really appreciated this conversation. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. I so appreciate you being here. If you got something out of today's episode, please share it. 
leave me a review, take a screenshot, and post it on social with a shout-out to me, send it to a friend, or, you know, all of the above. Want to hang out more? Join me on Instagram. Or better yet, get on my mailing list to make sure you don't miss out on anything. And remember, your possibilities are as unlimited as you are. Allow yourself to shine, my friend. The world needs your light. See you next time.